The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to Starving for Attention. Uh, we are in a, uh, not a walk-in studio. We're in a, uh, the living room suite of our hotel room It's a mobile here. walk-in. It's a mo- the mobile walk-in. Yeah. It is. It's one of those like little container carts, like one of those train carts. Yeah. It's actually not. We're at the Silverado Resort in Napa Valley. We're here performing at this festival called Bottle Rock. Jasmine Blaze is here. Hey, You're a big fan of bottle rock aren't you i'm kind of into like the music festival scene nowadays you like like it i like like it i like i like discovering new people that i would never listen to like ever you know like i found a new band yesterday that's kind of cool what's the name of the band low cut connie low cut connie i like it that's a very cool i like how just how watched a little jam sesh that they did in the on the vip stage it was great that was heart and something i thought that was Uh, uh, that was the second one the head and the heart yeah that was good too right so you you also saw uh billy idol i saw billy idol like from the press pit. Which is amazing. You snuck yeah. into the press pit. I did not see. That doesn't sound. I did not sneak in. I asked the guy, where can I go with this band? And he was like, I think you can go right here. And he put me into the press pit. Hey, and I'm listen. the only one there. I didn't have a giant camera. You, you never get what you don't ask for. So you yeah. somehow squirreled your way into the press pit for a little bit. Yeah, you like got right to underneath see. Uh, how Billy, old is Billy, Billy Idol? He's got to be like, if I'm guessing, I'd guess 70. But... <laughs> that might just be like but a he was still bit of like cr- I couldn't roll, I didn't see you know? his show but I, I was doing a bunch of smaller shows with Samsung big shout out to our uh, yeah, Samsung yeah. peeps uh, and I could hear the Billy Idol performance on one of the stages and he right. s- sounded really great yeah it sounded fine I mean it sounded like I was listening to him you know on my Walkman he, he's got the sneer still like that's where I learned to like lift my upper lip like sneer that like Elvis yeah Presley, Billy well, that's, Idol I mean sneer. he goes hard like yeah. his songs are like straight up yeah. like dancing he's wearing like, leather it was hot yeah, you know, run into people on the <laughs> dance floor, and he's he, yeah. you took a really close up picture of him. Maybe we'll have to throw it that up was, on the and honestly, for pod. I'll Instagram put it up page. on Starving for Pod. Yeah, that's no Zoom, guys. That's like live, like picture, like how close I was. It was you like were right underneath his belly. You were like right in it. You were <laughs> like you were ready for like the white wedding you, there. Like it, you're, I'm telling you, it was crazy. Kind of amazing. I know. Yeah. Last year, I got to see House of Pain side stage. That was yeah, amazing. That was uh, our buddy Michael Voltaggio got to do a show, uh, his demo last yesterday with Snoop Dogg on stage. They made the the Guinness Book World Record gin and juice cocktail yes which also i think just absolutely has that just, that, that one show that itself it. has yeah. now jumped to the shark for these for sort everybody of, else right so good for maybe, him he yeah. sort of broke he the machine it. there he, he like yeah um, ended it everybody bottle else rock, quit yeah so it's it's maybe we'll talk about this with um our guest adam richmond who's Woo-hoo. in the house yeah yeah um but it, bottle rock has been one of these shows where you're performing for a thousand people more than a thousand people right and it's just a sea of people walking around basically right yeah so like to, to keep their attention you know they're they're they'll gravitate towards like a bass starting or someone singing because it's a music festival mainly. Sure. Although this is a, sh- a celebrity chef's stage it's and a it's a culinary big one. stage. Yeah. It's a culinary stage yeah. is a massive one, and they yeah. bring in incredible talent. They do a great just, job. William, it's, totally, it's a William Sonoma stage, and they they do a great job. Absolutely, yeah. William Sonoma. They they have really set it up, and then like each year, this is our second year. Yeah. You know we have chefs like Voltaggio, Duff Goldman. They're like using confetti cannons, and where th- people are throwing slingshots into the crowd, yeah, all sorts yeah, of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um. And 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 chefs, we've had to learn to sort of perform in this environment. Yeah. And Michael, he did. He just crushed it yesterday by making this yeah. giant pool right. of gin and juice, which I did kind of want to I don't in. even know like where you would get that, the, the glass, the super oversized jumbo glass that he had. It almost looked like something you'd see in an aquarium. I, I, <laughs> like it holds it the a... jellyfish. If, if you're, any of you are picturing this, like the jellyfish swim in one of these uh, big tanks. Well, reminding me of something I've always wanted to do, a dunk tank, liquid nitrogen dunk tank. That I sounds mean, dangerous. It does sound super dangerous, but you can yeah. kind of fudge it so that it's not super dangerous. I'll be the one that's getting dunked in it. I'm going to sort of, maybe the I'm going to David ni- Blaine Maybe the liquid nitrogen would just come in with like, you're freezing something in liquid nitrogen and throwing it at the target and then you'd get dunked into a regular tank of water. Yeah, exactly. You're throwing like a liquid like nitrogen hardened, snowball. Something hardened or something. by, yeah, yeah like that hardened by work. liquid nitrogen. We're going to figure that out. But I've always wanted to do that. And so Voltaggio kind of did it. Uh, he came out there with Snoop Dogg. They made a giant gin and juice. It's he had just Elon Musk's fire, to, uh, fire. He had the thrower, he had the boring company flamethrower, uh, and it was a really it was a fun demo. And uh, yeah. but uh, our other buddy who we're going to get on the pod, who just I, I don't we couldn't hook up with uh, Graham Elliott, was also there. 
For his first time. For his first time at right. Bottle Rock. And I think went through what we went through last year. <laughs> right, where, where you're just like, just thrown into a, a surprise rodeo. Yeah, and I did, that's exactly what it is. That, it's like, yeah. we're used to sort of doing equestrian. And then all of a sudden it's a rodeo and there are no horses, there's bulls. So you, you just, guys are show ponies. That's what you're saying. We're show ponies. <laughs> or certainly, certainly maybe Graham and myself. Um, yeah. But like he just came in and they're like, oh, I'm going to be at an open air space. It's going to be like, you know, I'm going to do a nice little salmon dish. I didn't see his show specifically, but I know yeah. that he went through what we went through last year, which was like, oh you're my just, God. You're just trying to keep up. At, you know? it, it's, yeah. it becomes sort of survival. There's a DJ, there's air horns, there's a MC. Like it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. It, it, there's it, a drum it's kit made out of mixing bowls. Yeah, and then so and you're again you're performing for like you know uh, to me I have to focus on like the twenty or thirty people that are right in front of the stage because that's the best. If you start focusing deeper than that, actually, um, Steve Martin, the Uh famous legendary comedian, Comedian, his book, um, which I forget the name of his book, but it's one of my all time favorite. Yeah, it's um, standing up something like that. It's standing up. Yeah, it's definitely got something uh, you know with stand up in it. It was amazing because he talks about how his sort of performance really changed when he had to go from like you know performing for 20 people in a tiny little club or 50 people to then like you know bigger rooms of a couple hundred and then to like selling out like a basketball stadium where all of a sudden your show then is for you know 20,000 people right. you know 30,000 people um and that's you know for chefs we don't get too many opportunities we'll do kabo later in the year yeah bottle rock mm-hmm. maybe um you know we used to do these cultivate festivals mm-hmm. so like we'll do four or five a year that are like this where yeah. it's just a sea of festival goers right uh, and it gets challenging hey you know listen in food the source indicates quality it evokes craftsmanship and traditional old world val- values and the source reinforces the connection we have to each other and to the world as pellegrino Bottled at the source in Bergamo, Italy since 1899 is a premium mineral water that's naturally filtered by the Italian Alps. That's why it's delicious. During this 30-year underground journey, minerals are absorbed as the water flows through geological formations to its source, creating a unique and refreshing taste. As chefs, we're meticulous about the ingredients we select for our menus. We insist on knowing the sources for our food, uh, and we support farmers and suppliers who share our values that we know and trust. And water is a crucial ingredient in any food and beverage experience. It often opens and closes the meal and can leave, quite honestly, a lasting impression. In all of my restaurants, I proudly serve S. Pellegrino, not only because of the taste and how it enhances the flavors of the food I serve, but because of the brand's relentless support of the culinary community, which is really, Jasmine, it's outstanding. S. Pellegrino knows so much. It's a brand I trust. It's direct from the source. I enjoy it at my dinner table each and every night in my restaurants and home alike. This holiday season, as you gather around the table with family and friends, I encourage you to enhance your own meals by choosing S. Pellegrino. To find S. Pellegrino in your area and for some additional culinary inspiration, visit sanpellegrino.com. Um, someone else who performed yesterday, our guest today, Adam Richmond's coming That's right. in. That's right. Yep. Um, you might know him from, of course, he's the, the guy who would have to eat an ungodful amount of food in Man versus Food, right? right. That was, his, that, that that was, was the his show thing. that sort of yeah. broke him. Competitive into, eating, right? Um, you know, I guess, com- is it competitive? I'm sure at some It's competitive point- against, yeah, there, it's a competition. It's not against other people technically, but it is competitive eating for sure. A- absolutely. I'm, I was um, really super jealous because that was a show that like, I would just like enjoy like being like, yeah, I got to tackle like, you know, a you garbage think? pail worth of I like cheese after, fries. I bet after a couple, you wouldn't be feeling the same way though. Don't you think? I, I know that that is true. Yeah. And I know that, you know, he also has like, he got super thin, right? He gained a lot of weight shooting the show. Of course. And then really... You, how could you not? Right. I mean, when, you're, when you're eating, I don't know, a picnic table <laughs> filled Sicilian pizza, pizza yeah. right? That's the actual size of a picnic table. Um, and he would win a lot of those challenges. Um, and I know that like he really documented the fact that like he struggled with that because it was a hard show to shoot because, you know, it's, it's basically every other day, I'm assuming, where you have to eat just a ton of food. And then how do you keep up with your fitness and your health? Uh, and then he got super skinny. Yeah, right. right? And then yeah. he's hosting game shows on like network right, television. That's right. yeah, and, yeah. Um, he's kind of done. Yeah, he's had a he's really had an interesting arc. Awesome trajectory. Yeah. and uh, like one of the people, and he he said it to us in a, a little sort of sidebar yesterday, like really gets the performance angle of it. Like yeah. he's like he's a, a theater guy. He's like a creative, um, and like you know that's really important because um, you know he's kind of I think comes from that background and then weaves food into his show. I'm mm-hmm. guessing. I don't know him incredibly well, I, but we're going to know I just know, know that at one point I walked through his show yesterday. And um, sometimes when you were backstage, it's hard to hear what's going on in the show. So I came out from the backstage and across like the main area and I heard him freestyling. That's right. He so was, he is just a me. massive creative. Yeah. And he was hanging. He was with uh, E40 and... 
so somebody he else he was with e40 and someone else and like I th- he held his own yeah so e40 we're up here in napa he's massive he's a hip-hop artist who's um you know incredible in um uh the bay area he's sort of like you know the main man in the bay area um and adam richmond was up there freestyling with him yeah. which was insane yeah so i think he did a parody of one of e40's songs I choices so. something like that yeah i think so um and and now this is totally this is where i always have these moments with you in the intros where yeah. it's like I want to create a song too. Now you want to copy him and do the same thing? No, way? not. This was before I even. Oh. Before Adam Richmond. Uh, and even before Alton Brown just released something. Did you see? No. No? Okay. Alton Brown just released an actual song. Like an electronica? Or I what? haven't seen it. <laughs> I, have, I saw the, like, the, you know, the banner pop up on my phone. And I was like, you know, here's, here's uh, huh. Alton Brown's Spotify song or whatever. All right. Uh, so we have to check it out. Well, but I've had been having this sort of creative urge. Well, this world is crazy just, and it obviously just is going to get crazier. To write so. some rhymes. So I should jump on it. Like, I should I mean, jump on it. You might as well. I, I, as a kid, I was pretty, pretty, you know, into sort of, uh, you know, the musical arts like that. So Adam Richmond's here. It's going to be amazing. We're up in Bottle Rock. Can't wait to chat with him. He's walking in the door any second. Here we go. All right, so uh, Jasmine, Adam Richmond is not here. Oh, yeah. uh, that wasn't Adam Richmond. That was Scarlett coming to grab some confetti cannons for our show later at Bottle Rock. Uh, and sad news, sad yeah. news. Yeah, bad news. Uh, Adam Richmond is texting me here, and uh, he is uh, with the medic. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's with the medic. He's uh, laid up. Um, and he's okay for Adam Richmond fans out there. We're going to carry on this podcast here without him, but um, he, he heard did a show heard, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were just we talking mentioned. about his yeah. freestyling chops. Yes. So I only saw, like I said, I, I kind of cut through his show and um, cut through the front of the stage and watched, you know, a minute and a half of him freestyling and talking and, and um, him and E40, and, and that's all I saw. So right. I guess I missed the highlight. Or low light, maybe for him. Low light for Adam Richmond is at at some point during his freestyle uh, sesh, he drops into a James Brown esque yeah. split. Split. I think it's the what split. kind of pants was he wearing? Height like that, like that. Because watch me now. Yeah. <laughs> because I think he was. He wasn't yeah, he was wearing, wearing the right awesome pants. like Carhartt denim. Yeah, we'd have to look tie dyed sports jackets. I bet thing. he was wearing jeans. Was he wearing jeans? And he's which and can he, help you in a split, like yeah. from going too far. But so I'm assuming the split is like one of his like stage moves because I don't think you just all of a sudden are like you know what Decide I'm about I'm about to bust split. out a, a, a grown man split. Um, right. But he is with the medic right now at another hotel in Napa Valley yeah. and being incredibly apologetic. This is tour life, you know? This is tour life. <laughs> this happens, right? Absolutely. I mean, how often do you see uh, a musician or a, you know, a singer get up on stage and they have a little, uh, you know, a little brace or a little cast on uh, one of their hands or something like that? So uh, Adam Richmond, um, probably because he's a Tottenham fan, we were going to get into yeah. that at one point. Uh, he it's roots karma. for the wrong football team, yeah. but um, he is with a medic right now, which I wish we just had the ability to sort of podcast. Right, be in the, the in the tent with the him. Tent with him, <laughs> um, because it's kind of a a, a, a really sort of uh, amazing true story life on the road um, um, situation. But right. we're gonna see if we can get him on maybe a Skype tomorrow. But uh, the show still goes on uh, this show and also our show later today, which is something that we have to get prepped for. Dude, what just a happened? crow just flew by our window carrying a full hot dog. That's a man. I mean, they're, first of all, it's, it's a big crow, and it's also early afternoon. Who's grilling hot dogs I don't know, here? No, but he had resort? a full one, whole was one with a, real, a bun. A hot dog with yeah, a bun. With a bun. Well, some kid is crying right now. I know. Hey everyone, Angels Envy produces small batch, hard finished whiskeys, and was the first full production whiskey distillery in downtown Louisville. Which Jasmine, I just saw their distillery because yeah, I was in Louisville in for Top Chef. In addition to their flagship Kentucky straight bourbon, finished with wine, finished in wine port barrels, the company offers Angels Envy rye finished in rum casks and Angel Envy cask strength bourbon finished in port wine barrels yum yeah before angels envy was created the idea of finishing bourbon in port barrels was one of many shared between bourbon industry legend lincoln henderson and his son wes that is until wes enticed lincoln to come out of retirement to pursue a passion project together as a family during his 40 years of experience in the whiskey industry lincoln had collected a black book full of innovation ideas and inspiration but when wes presented the idea of a passion project he knew immediately that the port finish was the one they should pursue together wes who shared lincoln's spirit of restless curiosity along with a passionate entrepreneurial spirit of his own stepped in to drive the project forward today Wes carries on his father's legacy leading Angel's Envy alongside two of his sons one who has followed closely in Lincoln's footsteps as Angel's Envy's production manager having acquired Lincoln's fascination and skill with flavor profiles both understanding that there's one sentiment held higher than the rest when it comes to Angel's Envy it's not perfect 
till it's finished. In the Henderson family, bourbon is an important bridge between generations, a way lessons are handed down from father to son. Sometimes these lessons come from a book, but more often they're taught the way Lincoln valued most, by doing. This Father's Day, Angel's Envy will be sharing more lessons from Lincoln and the Henderson family, as well as Father's Day-inspired cocktails on their Instagram and Facebook pages. Follow those pages to learn more. Or, if you're looking to celebrate Father's Day this year with a refined bourbon worth sharing, you can find out where to buy a bottle of their port-finished bourbon or rum-finished rye near you at angelsenvy.com. Um, but we have a show later today. So this, we, we had started to get into it. Um, I, I, it's one of the shows. I'm so grateful to be here. It's amazing to be a part of this lineup for any of these three days, really any time that you're performing. Like there's no really like yeah. bad times. Uh, I guess maybe the super early morning show. I don't well, know. Well, yeah. Oh, you mean like um, no, like, yeah, like set the actual, time is set not time. bad. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't feel like it's like um, sometimes at these music festivals they put like kind of the little known bands on early so that you know yeah, you, you can be three years from now saying oh yeah I saw them I saw them at, at twelve forty five right I saw them <laughs> right. do their noon show which is kind of I know it's tough I've seen some bands and you know struggle with that hey we we play to uh, you know arenas and we you know we're, we have to do an eleven forty five show here at the sure, outdoor festival. Yeah. Um, but I think on the culinary stage, it's different, you know? Yeah. I think they, I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, they, they save some of the stuff well, for the later afternoon, but I think it's William well Sonoma. Dispersed. Yeah. William Sonoma does a great job that there's pretty much isn't small talent for this That's festival. True. So like there isn't, yeah. I don't even think there's like another local sort of chef stage. So these are all people that you've definitely heard of, seen, um, even like with the local chef, like there aren't any like, you know, oh, here's just like a, a local badass chef who's doing this down. Like it's really, right. um, entertainers. Chef, entertainer, celebrity chefs. Yeah. Which I feel like that's kind of the difference to me is like this idea of entertaining, um, which is a big part of being a celebrity chef. And uh, it's definitely something I wanted to get into uh, Adam Richmond with because he was talking with us yesterday yeah. about like acting and like right, yeah. how you have to really want to perform. And he had, he had mentioned a couple of uh, friends who are, that's all right. That's our mother-in-law. <laughs> Someone's at the front door. Yeah, that's our, our house, our house yeah. security system from Southern California ringing us up that our dog is probably going for a walk. I hope. Or maybe the way this is going, Adam Richmond tore a hamstring <laughs> potentially and maybe someone's breaking into our house live hey, on the podcast. Jeez, that'd what? be horrible. It would be absolutely horrible, but it would, be, it would make for, it would, it would salvage this podcast potentially. Are you shopping over there? Yeah. Like, it's Memorial Day weekend. Oh, are there big sales? There's big sales. Nice. Uh, cool. Uh, you know, uh, I told you I needed a couple minutes before we started. You didn't honor yeah. my couple minutes. And so no, we went actually shopping. five minutes later than the time that you said that we wanted to start. Really? But that's okay. We can um, it's get just back a little, into this. It's a little retail therapy for, uh, for our lack of podcast guests. Not, not a problem. I've always wanted to do the podcast, quite honestly, without a guest anyway. We could have just kept Scarlett here too and figured out what the hell she was doing last night. <laughs> Mystery solved. Mystery solved. Like uh, in all well, fairness, I mean, in all, well, you know, I mean, I think here's here it is. We had you know, best intentions of getting podcasts done here, but music festival weekends are fun and long and hard and like you know, you stay a little late, wake up a little late, like you know, you hurt yourself doing the splits, whatever it is. Yeah, no, it's, it's you know, it's this a lot. is it's always a good. And uh, you're probably a little happy, I bet. Because I'm you get happy. to conserve a little energy for your show later, no? Mm, I mean, we're still doing the podcast. I don't think I'm giving you any less energy than I would give if uh, we had oh, a guest here. Oh, probably. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, I mean, I'm back. Back to the task at hand later today is today is that we you know we did five shows on a smaller stage yesterday, more traditional sort of chef demo stuff with Samsung. This show is is a tough one. I mean, there's there's no getting around it. Right. Um, yeah. There there there's a uh, freneticism and a and a, and a chaos. A chaotic element to this. Yeah. Um, so I think this is going to be good. We're going to go out there and uh, do something we really haven't done. We In my live show, sometimes we do sort of like a reenactment of a uh, Top Chef episode or some sort of culinary competition. Um, but today, we're actually going to sort of do a live uh, cook-off, five-minute cook-off situation um, by bringing some people on the stage and then having my musical partner... Well, my, the musician who's going to join me on the stage, right. uh, Rob Garza from Thievery Corporation. You know I think funny? we'll judge. When I read that email, I, I thought it was, I thought it, in my mind, like somehow my mind read it, Rob Zombie. And I was like, holy <laughs> like, That would like, be We're intense. going hard, like yeah. old school metal. <laughs> right. It's like, how do they, it, it is interesting. Listen, again. Well, you did last year, you did with um, the, the drummer from Guns N' Roses. Two. We right? did Matt Sorum, so. drummer from Guns N' Roses. Um, and we also did um, uh, Mythbusters. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Tori. Yeah. Um, and so like that's a lot of um, 
That's a lot of people on one stage. It is. So we're going to add to the chaos today. I'm going to bring three more people up there. Um, but I do have something planned that I haven't done before that I am a little a click nervous about. And that is liquid nitrogen soup explosion bit. Yeah. Well, you know I'm nervous about it. Why? Well, because I don't want you to hurt anybody. No one's going to get hurt. Well. This is not. I mean, we play with nitrogen on stage all the time. So this is actually. I hope no one uh, uses this water this vapor. podcast as uh, evidence <laughs> well, in a criminal trial, civil yeah. trial. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's nitrogen on stage. You, we're going to pour some water into some liquid nitrogen, and okay. it's going to create this cloud. And, so and explosion so when you is say kind cloud, of cloud. Does it like is it like nuclear, like mushroom cloud? I mean, it's or? not going to quite form a mushroom, but it's going to. There's going to be an audible sort of boom. Okay. And there's going to be a billowing straight up of cloud. So it is hmm. basically this, uh, you know, nitrogen is minus 100 and, um, you know, 20 degrees Fahrenheit. Right. Uh, water boiling is at 212 degrees Fahrenheit or right around there. Right. And when you combine those two things, basically the nitrogen is sort of, the water is vaporizing is what's happening. Right. Um, yeah, so I what you're that. seeing is, you know, a pot of water Vapor. sort of, yeah. uh, vape, you know, you're Quickly, a couple though. seconds. It's yeah. A, and then it just will subside process. into a fog. Uh, and I've been spending all. Are you going to have someone like disappear in it? I will be the <laughs> one doing it. So for you know, I'm going to be the one that's near it and the stage like make sure that there's a, a little bit of a diameter. Well, up. I mean, it's funny because you know, yesterday we we talked a little bit about um, Michael Voltaggio who had the um, the boring company he, he brought uh, out the flamethrower. Flame yeah, and you were a little you, you scrambled a little bit when he pointed it over at us when he was trying to ignite well, it. Well, because <laughs> well, one thing I mean, there is a difference between like I mean, fire is one of those things that you know you have to be. <laughs> super super careful with right yeah sure um so like anytime really chefs are playing with fire and they're playing with knives they're playing like, with like literally. really really sharp and dangerous things um but once you know i could hear the gas on that flamethrower for a couple seconds nervous. yeah and okay. like you just never know like I, have you if sure. you've ever like had to light a pilot light on a traditional <laughs> right. stove you get the and, woof, and yeah and it's accidentally like... kicked on you and like right. you know i remember my dad one time as a kid like on the barbecue like <laughs> Threw some lighter fluid on it and like burned off, singed off like a, a good quarter of a ponytail. I thought it was his eyebrows. Eyebrows and ponytail. Okay. It was both. I mean, the smell of human hair in the air Ugh. was there. Um, so there's always these sort of elements. And of course, everything is uh, lined up and safe. And we play with nitrogen all the time. But it'll be fun because we did something similar. The Mythbusters guy last year. He did. Yeah. He, um, he took a bouncy ball, I remember, and put it in nitrogen. But that wasn't quite... It was a little anticlimactic, I think. And then they uh, broke it. Man, why do I feel like there was a big cloud last year, though? I don't remember it. Mm, I, th I think we did it last year. Gonna, up, I think we're going to have to do it again. Yeah. So uh, I'll be excited. Uh, and also, it's a perfect day for this sort of uh, trick slash science experiment. Because it's beautiful. Day. It's going to be hot. It is going to be hot. And Will it cool down people? Well, the nitrogen the vapor naturally is going to be a little but bit But you cool. said it's not going to travel into the audience. Um, I mean, the fog that subsides from the cloud will, is going to sort of drift around a little bit. So this bit. is funny. I mean, this is kind of like um, just a part of our... our ever evolving professional relationship is that early on in the days of Richard Blaze uh, and, and the, the day that you said you wanted to get liquid nitrogen, I was like, nope. <laughs> That's true. I, it's it was, really true. I talk about it on the road a lot. It was yeah. a pillow talk session and I was like, tomorrow yeah. I'm getting this liquid nitrogen and you're like, don't be careful. Yeah. Right. So like, I was, there was a lot of like, sort of like, you know, you're going to blow your, you know, well, you're going to shoot your eye out, kid. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of, you're going to shoot your eye out. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I, maybe it was, I didn't have faith in your abilities possibly to, well, um, that's understandable. From, a, from a, you know, um, a, a, you know, educational standpoint of like, you've never worked with it before and I've worked in labs and I was just a little worried of, of your seriousness. Yes. About I, the I think that there's definitely two levels. You have this sort of like, um, you know, science and, you know, someone who's familiar with working in a laboratory and it's safety first, right? There's so sure. much protocol and like oh, you're yeah. trained that way and that's good. Right. And you need to have all of those things behind you when you're doing any sort of experiment. Right. I yeah. guess what I'm saying is like, even in the kitchen, like that is true. You want to be careful that someone doesn't get cut. Someone doesn't sure, get burnt. Yeah, you safety have first all place. the time. Um, then there's also this like, well, crazy, uh, you know, the old redneck. Hey, y'all, check this out, right. right? Yeah. So I think that I'm, I think I do, st I fall somewhere in between those two things. Yes. Um, but you do have to be very careful with. And I think, think I was a little concerned about the people that you work with too. Like it wasn't like you know you can be safe and and do everything right, but if you get somebody else on your team that just jumps in and, and you know does the hey y'all watch this right you know, and dunk my head in here or whatever like I, I think i was worried about that as well yeah i mean but i'm a worrier obviously because it seemed to work out well for you yeah well this is interesting <laughs> but there's i mean there is that part of like when you're trying to you know um you know go big right i mean last year at the same show 
we had the Searsall, Dave Arnold's Searsall, right, and Matt yeah. Sorum was using it, right? So this, yeah, this, yeah. this show has sort of evolved from like someone came out with a little creme brulee torch. Then like sure. I'm running around with a Searsall. Which is like, if you've ever seen um, um, one of those like portable propane heaters, it's pretty much that without the propane tank. Right. You know, I mean, a smaller tank. And attached, the but. Boring Company flamethrower is also that same same uh, idea tank that right. they just it has latch like a little, to like what looks like water gun. a Nerf water gun. <laughs> totally. Um, right. And I wanted to get one of those when it I saw Elon. It must not be plastic though. Post. Um, it must no, be it must like be some sort of like uh, metal, or metal ceramic or coated yeah. something. Yeah, um, it kind of looked like an old school like stormtroopers uh, uh-huh. laser. Yeah, it was like between um, a stormtrooper blaster and a Nerf like. But very silver. relevant. I mean, Elon Musk, we're here in Obviously. Silicon Valley um, or near Silicon Valley, so that really works. Hey, uh, take a moment to think about your undies, Jasmine. My undies? Not, well, no, not my undies. Me uh, undies. I know, uh, it's a little weird, but your first thought probably isn't, they're awesome. My undies are awesome, which is why I want to tell you about me undies. They're comfy, awesome undies that'll make you feel good from the moment you put them on. And when you feel good, anything is possible, Jasmine, like even co-hosting a podcast with your husband. Like, <laughs> you could right. do that. In MeUndies. MeUndies are made with a material, material sustainably sourced from beechwood trees. Their naturally soft fiber makes a fabric that won't sag down or ride up. Trust me, once you put on a pair, you'll get it. I need special pair, actually. Like, MeUndies helps me because, like, I wear tight pants when I present. Right. And I, like, when I need When you present. A, when I'm on stage. <laughs> Okay. Like, you know, I, I like, so I don't want to see like a, you know, like an underwear line and like I kind of wear tight pants. Is this sure. a little bit too revealing? No. Do, um, do they make thongs? I, you know, we have to check out. I, I, they have not sent me some thongs, but they've sent me some really, really comfy pair. With me undies, you can get undies also, Jasmine, sent right to your door. Uh, no more hunting around for the perfect pair at a crowded store and eventually settling for something that's good enough. Me undies is so sure you'll love their first pair that if you're not happy, they'll do whatever they can to get you into the right pair. And if they can't, Keep them, and they'll refund you. So it really is risk-free to try the best underwear ever. Still not sure, Jasmine? Well, MeUndies has a deal for our listeners. Nice. First-time purchasers get 20% off their first pair of MeUndies and free shipping. Oh, that's a good deal. That is a great deal. Yeah. That's 20% off plus free shipping and a guarantee that you and your MeUndies will be very happy together. Get your butt over to MeUndies.com and treat yourself now. All right, so to get your 20% off your first pair, free shipping, a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash starving. That's MeUndies.com slash S-T-A-R-V-I-N-G. The advanced specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care developed groundbreaking, minimally invasive techniques to treat fibroids, endometriosis, and other GYN conditions. In response to growing concerns over the coronavirus, CIGC now offers e-visits. We know GYN conditions don't stop affecting your life. CIGC wants to be here for you as you seek options to find relief from debilitating gynecologic symptoms such as abnormal bleeding and pelvic pain. With telemedicine options now available, book a Consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888-SURGERY. That's InnovativeGYN.com or 888-SURGERY. Hey, everyone. If you like this show, check out Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Every Wednesday on Podcast One, everyone's favorite from Vanderpump Rules star as she shares juicy stories from behind the bar with amazing guests like Jasmine Good, Southern Charms, Shep Rose, and so many more. Check out Shenanigans at Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. And also remember to rate and review and also maybe uh, Starving for Attention while you're at it. Now back to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. So we're going to do the Exploding Soup today. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. We'll, um, we'll post pictures up on the pod as long as we have to. Can you have hurt. to make sure to try and capture that boomerang? Of course I will. Yeah. A boomerang? Okay, I'm gonna have to probably take, or no, take just your do phone. The video. I want to. Well, I'll have to take your phone. I'll do both. Oh no, I need my phone because I'm gonna use it on stage. For so, what? Because I do it to. I I do a thing where I use my phone on stage oh, and I okay. take like a picture of the audience or I sort okay. of we're gonna ask the audience to cheer right yeah. so we're gonna document. Well, you could give it to me when you're done if I'm stage left. You can or do you not have boomerang on your Instagram? No, I'm saying I might want to video it. Oh, like with, with my with, phone's higher quality. Is well, no, I'm saying we might want both. We might want stills or video or yeah. boomerang, and I can't do all of it. Well, remember, so. people are going to be recording this. I mean, there's going to be plenty of people from Williams-Sonoma recording these videos, right? Sure. Um, so that's what we have going on today, and it's going to be absolute chaos, and we're going to try and uh, re- – we're not going to reenact. We're actually going to do a little uh, culinary competition. We're going to get Scarlett involved, my assistant, and we'll bring some other chefs from uh, behind the scenes up on stage. We're going to have Rob Garza out there. Uh, and, and it is going to be a wild 30 minutes 
We have borrowed from Duff Goldman some uh, <laughs> confetti right. cannons yes. that will be set up so that when Which we... Which just sounds cool. Like, you know, it just sounds cool to borrow confetti cannons, number one, is cool. Yeah. Well, Duff is one of these guys, too. And you can see, you know, uh, yeah. Voltaggio and, and Duff are good friends, um, both Maryland boys. And they have sort of been doing like, you know, hey, who can go bigger and, and, and crazier? And I think it really works for cake, right? Like I think like Duff last year just made like a whatever, like a nine tier oh, giant, giant cake. cake. Yeah, like, that's right. I remember that like now. Painted ganache, like dripping from the ceiling yeah. all over yeah, it. So yeah, yeah. the pastry world, I think, is um, works well into that sort of thing, right? Well, a lot of it's like showcase and performance, right? I mean, not to say that like a plated entree at a restaurant isn't that, but like these big giant cakes, like especially the stuff Duff does, it's it's you know it's totally performance pieces. To, yeah, you know, and I think we talked about that um, in his pod that we did, where it's like it's it has to taste good, but it also has to be amazing. <laughs> you know, it has to be something that's impressive whether it's in size or behavior or stature exactly you know? yeah. but for these events it doesn't necessarily have to be delicious no 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 not yeah. at all i mean they don't even let you eat anything off the off no. the stage although and, i'm thinking about but what circus in the peanuts. world because you thought of you came up with this idea we yeah, have yeah. Some circus peanuts here and we're going to toss them into the crowd yeah, that'll a little be nitro fun. circus peanuts. Did, did scarlet grab those from the uh, yeah. shop great she was told she well was everything's great i thought i saw her walking in there but um yeah i think i think that'll be fun but i do wonder what happened to that world's largest gin and juice Michael Voltaggio and Snoop Dogg made yesterday. Do you think they drank it? Uh, someone drank Do you think they that. dumped it? I mean, like, honestly, I don't even know. I mean, I guess you could just dip a ladle in there. Right. Um, I mean, we've had two people cancel on the podcast. I'm pretty sure some people... Someone drank it. Someone <laughs> might have just got up in there and, like, soaked it in their body. <laughs> uh, I did a split, but inside of the gin and juice. Um, yeah. It made me think Dunk Tank, though. We're going to do the Dunk Tank thing. Yeah, we talked about that a I think bit, maybe right? that's what yeah. we do to Bottle Rock next year. Maybe that's dunk what we'll do. Dunk Tank. We'll do some sort of, like, if we mm. get a, ba- a Major League Baseball pitcher. Okay. Right? I think that's some sort of fun setup, right? Some okay. sort of like Fallon-esque setup. Um, I don't know. Those guys are coming in dressed nice with their crews. Like they might not want to be Barry Bonds was rocking the turtleneck. Turtleneck. Actually. Yeah. He's yeah. looking svelte. Looking good. He's back to like uh, Pittsburgh Pirates Barry Bonds. Yeah. Pre-steroid Barry Bonds. I didn't say that. You all... I, um, I Ken Griffey was up there. There was another... Weren't there three baseball players? And Morimoto. Um, Morimoto. Who Ken was, Griffey. Who, Barry well, a Bonds. A lot of people don't know Morimoto uh, was like a, you know, a semi-pro or... I think it was his birthday yesterday, too. Morimoto? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So if you see him, say happy birthday today. Pretty sweet. Morimoto is one of those guys who never remembers who he was. As a matter of fact, it was at this exact hotel a couple of years ago where like I was like, hey, Morimoto or hey, chef. And he was just like, hi. And just kind of like walked off on me like I was just like some <laughs> right. rando. Leave me alone. Saying hi to him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I always think that's interesting too. Like, who doesn't know each other in this world when we're all sort of on yeah. the same circuit? Well, like, that was interesting. Wasn't that interesting yesterday? Because we're hanging out backstage at the you know culinary uh, stage, and you find out Graham Elliott doesn't know Adam never, Richmond. Right? Haven't haven't really met. And you kind of just think like you guys are in a fraternity of sorts, fraternity sorority, whatever you want to call right. it. And um, you know, everybody kind of just plays in this pond, and you all know each other, or run into yeah. each other, especially on these festival circuits and and you know food and wine fest and things like that. You kind of just assume. You, yeah. You, you and know. that was also the moment where I realized that uh, Adam Richmond and Graham Elliott are not the same person. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, they have a, a, a fun sort of like cool hip look together. I spent remember, a little remember time. Remember we thought the guy that was wearing the full on zebra suit was Graham Elliott yesterday? You thought that was Graham uh, Elliott. All right. But it I, definitely falls in line with I like, swear I've seen him wearing something like that. I still don't know who it was, but a guy wearing a full on denim white right. zebra and I thought suit. maybe like Graham Tops was going was, was to come on as like you know fake Graham Elliott and that he had white fun. shades on so I was like oh it's for sure he had white glasses on he I'm did like, for sure for a hot second I agree with you yeah. I was like oh Graham is right. going just at a glance him, you know, I was straight like, up Whoa. like full zebra zoot yeah. suit yeah um, next year next year for him next year because he, now he knows what, uh, what bottle rock is that's someone who again we're going to get Graham on the podcast uh Got to hang out with him a little bit in Kentucky where they're shooting Top Chef this season. Yeah. You was, got a chance to hang with shoot? him a little bit yesterday. I know it was a real long shoot. You were playing your own I mean, violin for yourself the, this, all this day. This episode that I shot was, uh, it was though, it was like it went till like three in the morning. I mean, it was one of these like crazy days for the, you know, for the competitors. Like we can't obviously reveal anything, but like it was right. really, it's really tough for them when they have a day like that. And like I remember from the all-star season, there were a couple of those where like, yeah. They're pushing through a schedule or they're, you know, or else uh, also part right. of the show is like, wow, this is really physically demanding. Yeah, of course. Um, so again, I can't really spoil anything about the episode, but it, was but, a, yeah. but it was a rough, a rough a go one. of it. I mean, I'm complaining as a judge. Right. So like, imagine how it is to be like a cook to cook through like a truly almost like a 24 hour day. Yeah. Um, not so easy, but getting to hang out with Graham. I think you had, I think you had sort of mentioned it's like, he's kind of hard to just not really, really like. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know? he's one of those guys. He's just, he's super warm and engaging and, and, you know, I mean, complimentary. Uh, I mean, he's I, super nice. Cuddly. Yeah. Cuddly. Well, adorable. I, I didn't cuddle. Well, I mean, I didn't cuddle with him either, but I'm saying well, he's, how do you, how do you know? he's, he's got an adorableness <laughs> factor to him. Sure. Uh, he's got that, a couple of kids. I mean, we're, you know, and, and I think you guys have a similar ethos when it comes to the celebrity chef world. We do. Yeah. That, and that was what, um, you know, both yesterday here at Bottle Rock at the Williams Sonoma tent or also just on set for Top Chef. Like, you know, he, he gets it. You know, he sort of understands, like, you know, to sort of maximize your moment and go for it. And, like, you know, being a chef on television has a lot of responsibility, but it's also a lot of fun. Right. And, like, no one has time for any haters. Right. Yes. And I think that we yeah. are getting to that point, especially now that some, you know, some chefs who who have not traditionally done a ton of media, I'll say it, David Chang, who's got his, you know, got a podcast now. Grant Ackett's is doing, you know, Nike sneaker commercial I saw on Instagram the other day. Yeah. A lot of like hardcore serious chefs who are, you know, have not done a lot of traditional media or have not been known for it at least are sort of taking that sort of step. And that's, I think, how you know, like, all's good now. Yeah, the, the, the pendulum is, is still moving in the direction of Celebrity Chef. It's a weird world. It's a weird world. It's a weird world. But like Uber Keller's performing later tonight. Like I opened I for Uber Keller, right? He should, he should go to the silent disco later. That's just the best. Like I might I might pop into that silent disco for just like 15 minutes I'll before the you. end of our, uh, I'll before our ride comes. Okay. But like that's a great thing for Uber Keller. Like he's just yeah. a cool, like, yeah. you know, slick, mature French chef DJ. Totally. He's another one that's like super charming and friendly and amazing and i love that he comes with his wife all the time like i, I just love, is he I love ne- them. yeah is, is he ever not smiling like almost like totally. a child just, who like, just got it. a lollipop well you know? like, i mean and i imagine some of that is like his background too i mean you know he's started as a, a chef right i mean french guy started somewhere down the line probably pretty young and yeah, like i but mean he kind of like tosses to the side the traditional sort of french stereotype now right of yeah like the but mean angry sort of or, or ultra serious sure. I say mean, but angry, i bet when he serious. got into the culinary world when he got into you know restaurants or wherever wherever it happened i can't imagine he could have ever foreseen himself where he is now on a stage djing for you know a crowd at bottle rock or whatever you know whatever it is yeah well that's kind of he's you know in in a way this is actually inspiring because he's kind of a pioneer in that regard like he's one of the first people who you're like he's a chef he's a serious chef who's great at his craft but he also does this thing. Yeah. He's also got this hobby. Right. And now, like, I'm telling you, like, I, you know, as a, as a kid was, like, trying to, like, rhyme and produce music and was trying to do other things. You know what I mean? Right. Um, or, like, you know, obviously, we know chefs are runners. Like, we, you know, the, yeah. a lot of people have other interests because we're human beings. Right. <laughs> you know, that don't really, just cook all the time. You're really trying to pronounce that H. I'm, cause, cause are you it, working on it? I, yeah. I've been, like, working on it for, like, a human. year. Human. Hubert Keller. Well, here. Hubert, I mean, I don't think you need to say the H. Everyone, like, they don't know what you're talking about. I have trouble pronouncing my H U's. Yeah, it's like just your Houston. accent. It's, it's really the the, one of the very me. few places where your New York accent comes back is, is the H. I should have went the, to, the like, starting consonant in elementary H. school. No one picked up on it, probably. No one picked up on it because everybody else in... around you was, like, <laughs> humans. It's, yeah, it's very... Hey, it's I'm Bernie, a human it's, being. It's the Bernie Sanders. Um, <laughs> right. It's definitely, like, the Bernie Sanders sort of thing. Accent, totally. But, yeah, wow, that's kind of, like, refreshing. Hubert Keller... Like sort of uh, was the pioneer of like chefs sort of, uh, uh, you know, really, you know, touting their hobbies and other interests. I'll go with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's others, but but yeah, I think one of the first ones to just crack out of like food and wine, you know, as the two two categories. Before that and and, and throwing Morimoto in the mix here, right? Because Morimoto had this demo yesterday with these professional baseball players with Ken Griffey Jr. and Barry Bonds. Right? right. Well, Morimoto was like some sort of a professional baseball player in Japan. Oh. Uh, Todd English was some sort of professional baseball player. So like the story of like the chef or uh, Alfred Portale was an architect. Right. There was always this story of like the chef who did this and then changed his career, his path changed and he became a chef. Yeah. But there haven't been historically a lot of these stories of like, oh, this is a chef who does this. But he also likes to play lacrosse and yeah. write rhymes right, or right, right. whatever it is. And now we're getting to that point where to stand out. Even you have to have a you different facet. Have, have a couple of yeah. those other, you know, interests. Yeah, um, I mean, that you know, makes sense. like Graham loves baseball, right? I mean, uh, and he, Star like, Wars. Yeah, I think. Well, of course. I mean, he's he's got glasses and stuff. He's a nerd, but right. um, like he's really. <laughs> I got glasses as well. Like, it's just you're like a bully. You have a little eyelash on you. Um, I'm, not a, I'm like we run in the same you got circle. Glasses I'm a, and you're a nerd. Our daughter wears glasses. That's not she, nice. She, I, I say Jeez. it lovingly. I say it, you know, with nothing but you know, okay. um, uh, amazing amounts of love. 
Um, <laughs> but they, it, it's good to have some other interests. Right. That's gotcha. all I'm saying. I gotcha. Um, so this is going to be exciting. Uh, looking forward to it. We're going to head yeah. on over there in a couple of couple minutes. minutes yeah. We're trying to figure out a way. I mean, we can at least capture some stills and videos and some boomerangs. Yeah, since I can't use your phone, since you're so weird about that. So yes, we we'll figure out a way. Once to, we figure out a way to you know get we'll set up or whatever, I'm not we'll really send up smoke signals. It. We'll let um, you guys know. Well, the, well, one of the issues too is I might need you to be like um, the pyrotechnics engineer for this. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna run the confetti cannon, but yeah. most likely, if I'm running a confetti cannon, it's gonna go off at the wrong time. Real quick though, also <laughs> worst case scenario, I might need you to come up there and be one of the competitors. That, that's actually the worst case scenario. Like I don't want to do that. Why? I, this is a problem. You know, we had someone else who I called out from one of the uh, backstage at the show yesterday. Yeah, one of the cooks to come up and just stand okay. up and, and play yeah. that role that we right. do at the end of our show sometimes. And they didn't want to do it. They did it once and then got really freaked out and the girl? didn't want to do it again. The girl? One of the, yeah, one of the, yeah. the younger, young girls. Yeah. I mean, I get it. You Do you? Like you're just coming, standing out there. Like you don't even, I'm not asking for dialogue. We don't talk to you. You're just coming out there and playing like a small little role. But anyway, I mean, I get it. I People don't know. have stage fright. Yeah, right? we'll it's, see. It's, it's not stage fright. It's not stage fright for me. It's just like, I don't know if I want to be up there. Plus I'm going to be wearing all, a dress. And I'm going to be up on stage, and I don't want anyone to see up my dress. I can give you an apron. You're going to be behind a counter. You're going to you'd be one of the cooks. Oh, I would call you to the front to be eliminated. I'm pretty sure Terry Hatcher is going to want to do it. You'll be I, okay. If Terry, if we, if Terry Hatcher is still here, and uh, you know Tiffany Thiessen is another, she said she's going to try and stop by today. But I, I don't know if we need to make full blast celeb, uh, make it a celeb right. game. I think it's fine if it's just um, you know backstage people. They don't they don't get enough credit these backstage chefs. Right. So just grab a couple people from back there. There's I'm at least asking, a handful. I'm asking you now, not <laughs> You're like, not asking like me. In a worst case scenario where I can't find a third person, you wouldn't do that for sure. for the podcast even. Of course. Do it for the pod listeners. Do it for the pod. Sure. Yes. I'll do it. Fine. That's awesome. Now we're going to make that happen. Hey, everyone. Remember the joy and spirit of Peter Pan? Of course. Right. I mean, you know, it's the best. There's a place where you don't have to grow up, even though the world tells you to. And that place is, Jasmine? Walt Disney World. That's right. It's tough being an adult. But at Walt Disney World, you can put the adulting on pause and let the everyday stresses of life disappear. There's so much cool stuff you can do at Walt Disney World after hours, including a crawl of some of the best in-park drinking options. If the world tells you to grow up at Disney World, you don't have to. WDW is the perfect escape for millennials. That's right, you weirdos. There's an entirely new way to experience it as an adult without kids, from cool drinking options to the excitement of after-hour events. Find your happy place there. The dining options, uh, you know, uh, honestly, Jasmine, they're truly amazing. Like Artist Point, where you can savor an exceptional menu inspired by the wonders of nature while reveling in the stunning waterfront views. Mm, Someone needs to awesome. write copy for my restaurants. Yeah, like, right? I wanna, that's like reveling. That's amazing. There are so many cool attractions and characters that bring your childhood to life and new experiences that you can appreciate as an adult. Relive the nostalgia of Disney or create some new memories of your own at WDW Walt Disney World. All right, everyone. We're heading over to uh, Bottle Rock, the Williams-Sonoma stage for our show. Okay, so uh, Jasmine, we're back. We're back. Uh, you can tell my voice has lost a little bit of. Uh, it was already kind of uh, defeated from uh, the five shows I did the day <clears throat> previous, and after um, our show, and then cheering like a crazy fan for Bruno Mars, <laughs> uh, I've lost a little bit of my voice. I'm now a Bruno Martian. Is that what his fan base is called? I told it, you that was going to happen. It should be. I love the, the, their... Uh, 60 minutes before he came on stage, you were like, I'm not even a Bruno Mars fan. I am a fan, especially because of the wardrobe. They they sort of like played this riff off of like early 90s R&B hip hop sort of... Uh, yeah. They were all wearing like uh, classic um, sports jerseys. Yeah. And shorts. And Most shorts. of them were in full getups. And like Bruno was in like black on white sneakers and all of his back, his band was in white on black sneakers. It was like just very much my whole youth. Yeah. On that stage. Yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of classics. Nikes. Yeah. A lot of Nikes, a lot of classic NBA jerseys. Grandmama, yeah. Patrick Ewing, Scottie Pippen. But enough of Bruno Mars. Our show. Yeah. Um, first of all, uh, it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler uh, so alert. our show at Bottle Rock was okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, I, I think I was still a little shook from the first year we did it. Well, I think like anything, you know, the second time you do it. It's easier, right? Yeah. The first time you do anything, it's always a little discombobulated and, you know, hectic yeah. and frantic. And that it certainly was all those things. And, and I think we hit, actually, when we were talking about it this morning, pre-production, um, I think having three people on stage, you know, last year you had two artists and, and you. Yes. And then this year you just had the one musician artist. 
and that's different. It's a different dynamic. Hmm, yeah. Right? So it was uh, again uh, less people. Plus the MC was a little. Uh, who does a great job? Liam um, was a little bit, um, you know, he sort of let the acts, you know, do their thing. And there was less air horns. Less air horns. I feel like I, last year it was just all uh, like, right. That's probably where you got it from. Actually, it's probably where this probably all where it started. all originated. Unfortunately, but um, yeah. So I think you know the the lesson. And then we we did do this cool end though. This nitrogen. You got a new a new liquid, thing. Uh, we got a new potential Always closing good. act, a which is thing. fun. It's uh, kind of like uh, exploding soup. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like. Um, you know, like Marvelo the magician, like someone that would just like poof and then like disappear. That's yeah, what it I, I always joke that like if a show's going really bad, I'll just pour some liquid nitrogen out and disappear. Now yeah, I actually now have you the actually ability can to, do it. to do it. Yeah, um, it was okay though. It, I mean, yeah. I you know I don't think we we certainly we didn't bomb. Um, but what I what I've learned in, and even in the open, I was talking about Steve Martin is like really you just got to do your show, you got to do your material, and you got to be comfortable with it. And this was one of the few years since we did a, a later Sunday show, we kind of were around a lot of other shows. Yeah, right. And sure. I think what you did, what you do learn as a performer and artist is like, just do your thing. And like, it's okay, of course, you want to play to your crowd a little bit. If you're a comedian, you want to throw a couple of local jokes in there, or whatever it is, you change up your material a bit. But really, at the end of the day, you have to do your own thing. You have to be true to yourself. Yeah. Um, and like even like I didn't get to see Giada but Giada was there Trisha Yearwood and like these are not the type of chefs who are going to go up there although Giada was firing a t-shirt cannon she did fire a t-shirt cannon she did maybe her first we'll have to ask her probably also quick sidebar I was a little worried that t-shirt cannon was about as big as she was that's right it was just kind of like like the, the the raccoon from Guardians totally. of the uh, Galaxy, like the the gun was bigger than than the, than the person. Uh, Giada, though, breakthrough moment for Team Blaze. Oh yeah, Giada. I don't know if you saw the moment where Giada saw me and yeah. like open arms walked across the room to come, you know, give me a hug. Which was, if you know the Richard Blaze story, we have had a couple of early Giada <laughs> accidental snubs in uh, our career. Uh, yeah, the best happened on the top best. of Aspen Mountain. Yeah, I'll set the scene and okay, then you, you can tell the, the story. Yes, so um, in uh, Aspen Food and Wine at the Aspen Classic, they always do a photograph on top of the mountain. Um, it's for the promotional material for the festival the next year. It's called Top of the Mountain Photoshoot. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and um, so they, they do this photo. They invite you know a certain amount of people. They don't invite a lot of people. It's, it's, a, it's a, two dozen people, let's say. And, you and all the go Potash up. Twins. And you all go up and, you know, there's there's champagne and there's revelry and it's fun and everybody's up there, you know, like posing for a great picture, pr- promotional picture. But again, it's pretty exclusive group. You know, it's not like. Definitely. Like you went, at, like, it's not like you're in the tents. No. When so you get that. Oh, so when you get that ask, it's a big deal. You're pretty nervous. Yeah. Right. And you go up there. But it definitely means like literally like you've arrived. Like. Like they know you're going to be around next year. Right, so like you like picture. you're on the radar and like, you know, you also like literally like you've rised to the top almost literally because you're on top of this mountain. You're what, at 10,000 feet in the air? Yeah. 6,000 to 10,000 no, 10, feet 000, somewhere? Yeah. 10,000 feet up and we get up there and somehow because, you know, listen, I'm, I'm, I try and like weasel my way into Actually, like good might, spots. It might be even like 13 up there. It's definitely 10 or 10 plus. I think the city's um, at 10. Go ahead. Anyways. And so we get up to the top of the mountain and Giada's there that year. One of the like, you know, cover main people as yeah. usual when she's around. And they start corralling you guys into a picture. <clears throat> yeah. And like right. there's a, you know, obviously a creative director and like there's, you know, a bunch of artists and photographers and they're figuring out where everyone's going to go. Yeah, so, so like so, you switch places here, you go over there. Yeah. And it's surreal because like you're behind Jacques Pepin and there's Giada and then like Tom Colicchio and Gail Simmons and like just everyone is there. You're just, it's hard not to be a fan, especially for me the first couple of years. Definitely. And this was probably, and this, I don't even think was my first year. No, this there. was like this maybe was like five years ago. Or a third right? year. Yeah. Right. yeah. So it's not even my first mountain photo, photo or something like that. It might have been and like your second mountain maybe, photo, maybe. But yeah. I, I, it wasn't brand new, is no, what I'm saying. No, no, no. It wasn't and, like I just And you're stumbled invited upon up there, the so yeah. Right. right. So you're up there. <laughs> and I'm standing behind Giada, and this is like literally right before like we're ready to take the photo. And Giada turns to me and she goes, who are you? <laughs> and not in a mean way, but Andrew Zimmerman was next to me and like probably was one part. of like two people that heard that this. It. And it was just absolutely deflating. Just demoralizing. Demoralizing. Just crushed. Just the knees taken out yes. under you. And I'm glad Zimmerman shared it with me. Yeah. And the crazy thing is I then, of course, next time I – well, the, the first time then after that that I actually worked with Giada, who's, by the way, all sorts of fabulous. And I, and I love yes, her. And yes, she's yes. just great. And she's so good at what she does. The next time I saw her on Food Network Star, 
I was like, hey, there was this one time that we were on top of this mountain and she felt so bad about it. Sure. So like I know it was not like no, no sort of like, you know, diva snob or anything. No. But this year, so every time I see her now. You're a little nervous. I'm always nervous. Yeah, like, because you think she's going to be like, who are, She's not going to recognize me at all, even yeah. though I just was on set with her a couple of weeks right. ago. Or just think you're like culinary in the back. Like, I could be. At, take right, this yeah. pot. Hey, can you just grab it? Which would be fine for her. Um, but this today, and a matter of fact, when she looked at me and her arms were open, Jasmine, yeah, I, I thought for sure someone, someone behind was behind yeah. me. I got go, who? Me? What? Yeah. Who's back And there? then it actually was me. Aww. And uh, that well, was really, nice really sweet. Story. Um, but we had a good show. Uh, William Sonoma, Bottle Rock. If you Amazing. haven't yeah. been up to this show, you need to get up here. The bands yeah. are out of job. control. That culinary uh, st- stage does a great job. And the culinary setup. I mean, it yeah. really is the, the who's who of is, food television. It there. is. It is. And the, and and just they do a great job in that little that little tented area back there. Like they, they do a great job in the little VIP culinary place, yeah. and it's just great. Smooth sailing, delicious food, amazing great set. The great team. I mean, everybody that you know it was helping everyone that helped us yesterday. Galen and Kim un- and every, un- unbelievable Kendall, everybody. Kendall, yeah, just Jan. I mean, everyone from the Williams Sonoma team just yeah. did a fabulous job. Uh, their family. Um, we'll have to go back also to some of the Williams Sonoma shops and do some demos soon. I know we owe one. We owe, owe one. San Diego one. You know, for sure. you owe an Instant Pot one. We owe Instant Pot one. Feel an free Instapot to send ideas. Richard Blaze demo. Williams Sonoma UTC San Diego. Hey, if you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for, but what does it actually mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody, even me, and I'm somewhat smart. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price. From True Car. Now you know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of home. And how do you know if your True Car price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people pay for that same car you want. And your certified dealers know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. All right, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Any any final words, Jasmine? By the way, before I don't want to like of the of no. The I weekend, think you should or? save your voice before it goes. I think you're right. <laughs> all right, everyone. Uh, we'll until next week. Stay. Hungry. Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our sponsors who make this all possible. There are a lot of them today. Angels Envy Bourbon. Check out angelsenvy.com to learn more and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. MeUndies. Get 20% off your first pair and free shipping. Visit MeUndies.com slash starving. San Pellegrino. To find S. Pellegrino in your area, visit SanPellegrino.com. True Car. Visit True Car for a better car buying experience and of course how can we forget Walt Disney World plan your next magical adventure today at Walt Disney World